Hello everyone and welcome to 10 Minute Country with me, James Dothan. This is episode 86. Has it been a good or bad year for country music? It's that time of year, folks. The end of year recaps are beginning to creep in. Um, We're kicking things off with... Um, you know, our opinion on whether this year, 2021, has been a, a good or bad year for country music. Um, obviously, uh, there are lots more nuances and intricacies in, involved when you're looking at a whole year in a whole genre of music. But social media being what social media is, everything either has to be good or bad. So that's what we're doing. Has it been a good or bad year this year for country music? first thing to say is that uh, we'll start with the good we'll start with the good it's always good um you know it's always good to get the good things uh, up front there's sugar before the medicine um yeah um country stars are back on stage again after the shutdown after the lockdown there are gigs happening there are tours happening not universally some artists are a little bit more reticent than others some artists are um, announcing shows and then having to cancel ones because crew members have got COVID um, and, uh, you know, dates have to be rearranged at the last minute. But largely, the tours are happening again. For us over here in, on our side of the Atlantic, uh, it's not been great, the live shows. There aren't many. Brent Cobb and Cadillac 3 are playing a tour <coughs> in selected dates across England and Scotland um, next week. And that's really probably the first sort of proper tour by any Americans this year. <laughs> um, <clears throat> don't begrudge the big names who have to, um, you know, tour in their markets of the South and try and recoup some of the losses from 2020. Um, but, yeah, no, it's good that the tours are happening again. Um, we're waiting over here in England for what looks like a very interesting 2022 because there are loads of people coming over next year uh, particularly in like a two-week period at the end of april and the beginning of may in which i think you can probably go and see uh, an american country artist out on tour all the time um the best tour that we've had has been with um homegrown artists jade halliwell and kezia gill who are out on tour at the moment on their girl country tour but as far as the yanks go it's still a bit sparse on the ground because everybody's trying to make money over um, in their more lucrative markets because touring over here is obviously always a loss leader. But it's happening again. Live music is with us again, and that has to be a good thing. The other good thing is that I think there's been a move towards a more traditional sound in mainstream country music. Um, Just look at the albums from Carly Pierce, from Thomas Rhett, those type of artists. You know, I think there's there's an earthier, more organic sound happening. It's great to see Zach Brown Band stepping back into a sound that made them great at the beginning of their career with on the new album come the comeback this year. Um there does seem to be a flourishing market for sort of bluegrass and independent country artists. Now I can't speak 
to the quality of bluegrass music in 2021. But I do have two writers, Mark Engelson and Dave um, Watkins, who um, write for me at Lyric Magazine and cover a lot of bluegrass. And reading their things and editing their things, it does seem that there's a proliferance of good, earthy, organic bluegrass music happening at the moment. Um, and and the 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 proliferance also of the streaming systems and TikTok and social media platforms means that independent artists are beginning to be able to make a decent living away from the record label. Earning a record label contract isn't the be all and end all that it used to be, which can only be a good thing for creativity in country music. The class of 2021 new artists that are emerging has been absolutely fantastic. It's been a great year for debut albums. And if you check out uh, lyricmagazine.co.uk, we have published what we think is our like top 10 debut albums of the year um, a couple of weeks ago. But there's a class of artists emerging. People like Elvis Shane, Larry Fleet, Ashland Craft, Jameson Rogers, Jordan Rowe. Sam Williams released a fantastic debut album, Glasshouse Children, this year. And all of those artists are doing slightly different things. You know, people like Elvis Shane are bringing uh, the southern rock sound into country music. Larry Fleet is more towards the Stapleton end of things. Ashland Craft merges both of those two sounds in her music. You know, Sam Williams, I think, is really an outlaw cowboy in what he's trying to do. He's got the spirit of the Williams family uh, running through his music, which in a a surprising but incredibly uplifting and creative way. So it's a good thing that the class of 2022, uh, sorry, the class of 2021 is strong and creative and not at all sort of generic chart country sounding to my ears, um, which can only be a good thing. Another good thing if we're talking about the sound of Nashville and the sound of country music and the sound of commercial chart radio country music has been the emergence of artists like Parker McCollum. Parker got a number one this year with a Texan sounding song. And, you know, he is an artist uh, who'd released, I think, two, maybe even three albums as an independent Texan musician um, before signing a major label. And he got to number one. And the, that fact, to me, caused a slight paradigm shift in the narrative of country music when it comes to radio uh, and charting country music. Because if an artist like Parker McCollum can get to number one, there's no reason why other regional artists and other artists with a slightly different sound can get to number one, which can only be a good thing. Now, yeah, you, you know, you have to have the weight of a label behind you and there's all sorts of bartering with the radio stations going on behind the scenes that we never find out about. 
But the existence of Parker McCollum and the existence of a slightly more Texan sound on a record label in the t- at the top of the charts can also only be a good thing. And let's hope that that sort of diversification continues into 2022. Another good thing that I've noticed happening, particularly towards the end of the year, <clears throat> is that artists are releasing songs and they are getting into and up towards the top end of the charts much, much quicker. So Jason and Carrie's If I Didn't Have You Ballad went to number one within a month of its release. There's nothing, There's been nothing more frustrating for me over the past five years than enjoying a song and then seeing it take a year to get to number one. There, there's been artists like Ashley McBride, like particularly Kit Moore with his number ones and his high chart releasing songs that have taken a year to get to the top of the charts, meaning that the album, the parent album that the song comes from is just becomes redundant. If you release one song and it takes over a year to get to number one, the rest of the songs on your album are just cock blocked um, from gaining any wider exposure. Um, and, and that must be frustrating for artists. So, you know, um, Cole Swindell and Lainey Wilson's new duet together, Never Say Never, that's charted high early and will rise fast the carly pierce and ashley mcbride duet never wanted to be that girl that's charted high and i think will rise fast because one of the things we have to change is the way that the country music charts are adjudicated and manipulated and you know it like i said there's nothing more boring than taking a year for a a song to reach the top of the charts so Is there a slight change going on? That could only be a good thing. Perhaps the best thing that's happened this year in country music, and it's still got a hell of a long way to go, has been the voices that are emerging in country music, the diversification, the championing of ethnic and gender diversity and sexual diversity that is beginning to happen in country music. There are heroes out there, like Reese Palmer, who you are going to have the pleasure over here in England at seeing at the Long Road Festival next September, uh, like Mickey Guyton, Brittany Spencer, <clears throat> Jason Isbell, is becoming a much trusted and much beloved voice when it comes to issues of diversity and speaking out. Um, TJ Osborne of the Brothers Osborne, you know, announcing that he was gay this year can only be a good thing for the wider view of country music. We need more diversity. We need different voices. We need different viewpoints. We need different life experiences to add to the all-round benefit of country music. Because if a genre doesn't grow and if a genre doesn't develop and if a genre doesn't have different viewpoints and different voices, it does nothing but atrophy. Um, and and when, when something atrophies, when, when you have a genre dying, you know, there's nothing creative that comes out of that genre. You only need to look at jazz to see what happens when nothing new and nothing changes in a genre of music. So thank you to all those aforementioned country music champions this year who are breaking down 
stereotypes, who are breaking down intolerance, who are speaking out and, and opening our eyes to the different lived experiences that go together to make country music. Long, long way to go, but 2021 has been a good year for that. There's still some things that need to change to make country music better. And so I guess we're into the bad, the bad part of the podcast now for all you people who don't understand nuance. We've done the good. This is the bad. There are still too many songs coming out on Fridays. You would not believe the amount of emails I get as editor of Lyric Magazine that come into my inbox on a Friday going, oh, this artist has released this song today. Would you be able to give it some coverage? Um, you know, no, you should have sent me the song a week ago. Why not release it on a Tuesday? Um, the problem at the moment in country music is a disposability of content. So many songs are coming out on Fridays that you, you get one listen and they're gone. Nothing sticks. There's a scattergun approach. Um, to country music releases at the moment and a slight panic f from some of the labels in terms of let's try this song oh it hasn't worked two weeks later let's give them another song the best example I can think of of this is, is has been Walker Hayes you know he's followed up a monster hit it, it was always going to be difficult for him following Fancy Like which has been the monster song in country music of 2021 and he released You Girl with a TikTok dance and all the trimmings. Um, and then two weeks later, released a song called AA, which I do now believe is going to radio. So what went wrong with You Girl in the two or three weeks before AA came out? You know, th this scattergun approach of throwing songs out into a black hole on Spotify or on TikTok on Fridays has to change because there is good content going unnoticed. There are, you know, artists are throwing songs out on a, on a Friday and then two weeks later there's another one. And people move on and they forget about the one that came out a couple of weeks before. And it just feels like there's a lot of content going to waste in country music right now. Following on from that, there's still too many EPs and half albums coming out. I'm not a massive fan of doing what Lady A did with their new album this year, which was release half of it uh, one part of the year and then half of it six, seven, eight months later. The problem with this strategy is that if you've listened to the songs on the first half of the album and done them any sort of justice, those songs, their interest is waning by the time the second half of the album comes out. So you've got all of a sudden a full body of work but half of the songs you've been listening to for the last six or nine months and so there's a there's a sort of uh, a boredom factor creeping in and 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 it makes the album disjointed if you you know that's not how we consume music it's not how we've been raised or brought up to consume music um so and the other the other thing that has to change is an artist releasing an ep at one part of the year and then six more songs coming being added to it and all of a sudden a debut album is created because again for the same reason 
it feels very disjointed when you've all, all of a sudden got a body of work that you say that the label is saying this is the album, but you know intimately half of it already, and you know you you, you get a new song. But then you get a couple in a row that you're a little bit bored of, and it makes for a thoroughly disjointed listening experience. We need to change this marketing strategy. We need to have a rethink, because I don't think it's working for the artist or the label, but it's certainly not working for the listeners. It does feel like mainstream or commercial country music is a little bit at the mercy of the court of public opinion at the moment. You know, the labels seem to have ceded control a little bit to the fans. And instead of going, this is our artist, this is the song, uh, enjoy, they're going, well, here's a song from an artist that we have. Do you like it? Here's another one. What do you think about this one? Here's another one. How does that compare to the other two? And it, you know, to me, the control should be with the artist and the label, not the fans. The, the fans shouldn't drive the content and the creativity and the marketing strategies of the artists, the artists and the label should be the one saying, here's 10 songs of mine. I utterly believe in these. They are a representation of who I am and where I am at this stage in my career, like it or not. I just feel like, you know, platforms like TikTok are great for, for bypassing the gatekeepers and they're great for artists putting content out there and they're great for artists being in control, but when the labels get involved and the scattergun song after song thrown at a brick wall and see what sticks, um, marketing strategy comes in. I do think the artists lose a little bit of control over their creativity then. And, and, and it shouldn't be in the hands of the fans. So I'd actually like to see the artists and the labels take a bit of control back next year and, and have a bit more confidence in the stuff that they release. The final thing that I'd like to change next year is this increasing political divide that seems to be creeping into country music. Uh, I suppose that's reflective of America as a whole, because everything in your part of the world seems divided at the moment. Um, you know, everything from politics to COVID to ed the education system to what you watch on your streaming platforms. Everybody seems to have all these wildly differing opinions on what is good and what is bad. And, and that has bled through into country music. So you've got, you know, a lot of controversy around people like Jason and Brittany Aldean, who have just launched a range of pro-Southern conservative clothes. And you've got John Rich, who's sort of coming across as a, a low-rent extreme version of Charlie Daniels with his right-wing gumph. And there's a definite split between the urban liberalism of Nashville and the rural right of the more isolated southern com communities. And that's beginning to bleed through into social media and into what music that you are expected to like. Country music has become tribal in terms of, you know, what the rural communities like and what the urban communities like. And, you know... Over here in Europe and over here in England, I don't know whether any Americans listening to this will be surprised to know, but we we tend to just like all country music. So you'll see 
the same people at a Jason Aldean concert as you would at a Sturgill Simpson or Jason Isbell concert. You know, you'll see the same people go and see Carrie Underwood as you would Billy Strings. Over here, we love the music, but over in America, there seems to be this increasing political divide. Um, You know, having to take a COVID test to get into a gig is offending uh, a huge amount of the population of the South. And that offence bleeds through into division. So I'd like to see in 2022 a bit more unity in country music, a bit less my tribe, your tribe, and a bit more love of the music in general that, that reflects what we all are inside. Because there are commonalities to us all as country music fans. Um, so that needs to change. Ultimately for me, it's been a good year for country music and country music is in a better place now than it was in December 2020. Boyfriend country and that sort of sappy, uh, wet, generic chart sound seems to be dying a death. The guitar is making a comeback in country music, which is great. There's an earthier sound. Uh, Artists are beginning to have a freedom of making a living outside of the record labels thanks to platforms like TikTok. Um, and Spotify, the talent is definitely emerging. The class of 2021, the new artists, the debut albums that have come out this year have been absolutely superb. And so irrespective of some political divisions, irrespective of some odd marketing strategies, irrespective of sort of, you know, the, 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 the court of public opinion seeming to influence a lot of shit being thrown at, the Spotify walls, country music is in a better place now than it was one year ago. The voices are stronger. The diversity is stronger. The music is earthier. And that could only suggest that we're going to have an absolutely great 2022. So thank you to everyone who's listened to my 10 minute rantings. Although this is setting a record, I think for this one, um, this will be the final podcast unless something grips me in December because everybody winds down for Christmas. But so I'll never say never as Lainey and Cole uh, are want to say on their fantastic song right now. This could be the last podcast of the year unless something occurs to me that I want to rant or celebrate before the end of the year. So if it is, thank you to everybody who's listened this year. Here's to an absolutely fantastic 2022. <laughs>